0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I am Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 9, titled Squeeze. Aaron, what's what's the title all about, first of all? We never do this anymore. What, what do they mean by squeeze?
1: Yeah, they've been pretty literal. Uh, it means that uh, Daryl had a million shares of GameStop outstanding. <laughs> uh, all Shit. shorted. That's and, That's the nightmare, Aaron, right? And, and Carol saw him. Carol saw him exposed and man, she mm. bought up all them shares and just close him until
0: he couldn't be squeezed no more. Let me um, tell you, you don't want to be holding GameStop when the apocalypse hits oh, I think, or any stock. I think all that yeah. stuff will be
1: uh, greatly devalued in the case of 99.9% of the world's inhabitants turning into drooling <laughs> zombies. Likely. Uh, although short-term consumption goes way up. Who knows what that do for the stock market? Um, consumption of brain matter goes through the roof uh i so i don't know this i did this the the podcast or the the title of this episode refers to them squeezing through tight passages of the horde cave the herd cave uh possibly referring to um the the hold the alpha has on
0: negan's nuts (laughs) i was gonna say maybe the the hold he's got on her as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, I, I'm i deeply uncomfortable with that scene. Deeply.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of squeezing and squozing going on. <laughs> uh, that That's what I think it means. What I, I'm curious. What do you think of the episode?
0: I I liked the episode. I thought this was one of the most effective. Things they've done, and maybe because I have a little bit of Carol in me uh, as regards to claustrophobia. Um, mm. I, I could totally see myself getting into one of these narrow passages and just it, it, not quite freezing up the way she does, but feeling very uncomfortable. And that's how I felt this entire episode while they were, you know, jumping across these pits full of walkers and and balancing on precariously on these ledges with hundreds of feet of fall below them, uh, squeezing through these passages. Yeah, I, I felt that it was very effective and you know, you kind of know everything that's coming. Like I, I told you before the podcast, I thought this episode was both super exciting and somehow super boring as well because you, they head into these the, these passages and you know, okay, well, the next inevitable thing here is you got a big guy like Jerry. He's not going to be able to fit through somewhere and there are going to be walkers behind him, right? And they're they're going to chase him down. Maybe they eat him, maybe they don't, but you kind of saw those beats coming, but just the situation is so intense that it was really yeah. effective.
1: So I enjoyed and, it. And I think that they've put a newfound kind of fear of God for the core characters. Um, yeah. That, like, In fact, I would have been very nervous for Carol and Daryl had I not known that they have a spinoff show waiting for them. Right. I mean, I guess you could always say, well, maybe it's a prequel spinoff. I don't think so. So, uh, Jerry, I honestly thought was shaping up to be a goner. Yeah, And I was just like, oh, I don't want to see Jerry screaming and get eaten alive and his arms are pinned to his side and he can't mm-hmm. wiggle forward or backwards and these guys are just eating him from the legs up. Like, this is gonna yeah. like, I eating I really the thought they in. were and it, it really, like, I was watching a lot of that, like, later part let, let late, later? A lot, I was watching a lot of that later part of that episode with my head over my face going, oh my God! What's gonna happen? <laughs> I was really afraid. For my man jerry is what i'm saying yeah me too and the uh the southern hoosier came out apparently <laughs> uh, uh so because i've been i've yeah, literally been in jerry's position i have been the six foot two fat guy trying to wiggle through the volcano hole of buckner's cave i was and, with you yeah like, got you got guys behind uh, behind me and guys uh-huh. trying to get get my fat ass out of there and i'm like can you imagine being that way with zombies it's like very no. visceral very visceral yeah you and I ran around in caves together in southern uh, Indiana speaking of so maybe that's why the, the Hoosier came out of I me mean.
0: yeah could be uh, I, I will also say I think Carol at this point like this spinoff is going to be Carol in exile and Daryl for some reason feeling bad about it and going with her right like she is cruising for another exiling it's it's <laughs> insane she's already been exiled once island for another exiling <laughs> if she doesn't watch out yeah. right man I I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I feel like my prediction about her getting thrown out of the community is, is going to be accurate. And Daryl continuing
1: to back her play. I mean, you know, he said like, I thought it was pretty (sighs) generous of him saying you're acting the way you're acting is going to get people you care for hurt. It's already started to happen. Mm -hmm. And in this episode, like they, I do think that you've got the situation where who's stuck in the cave, Connie. And is it Magna? It's yeah connie and like, i like i think it's magna and and they built up an effective relationship in, with between connie and and daryl to where mm-hmm. like he's really pissed and invested in this and like carol you know begging him to condemn it. i thought that stuff really worked but i also think that like one or both of those and if magna dies i don't care i'm i'm done with her but like i can i think that both of them are probably going to get out after daryl finds them i but, think so um Yeah, although they didn't, they didn't make a big deal of uh, how bad Magna left things with uh, the Yumika. Yumika, what? God damn it! Bo girl. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, literal Bo girl. Uh, Yumiko. I I don't know. I so like that's points for and against the favor because like as much dread that they built up in me for the main cast, like Jerry's gotten off the hook. Uh, this episode, if these guys uh, survive the cave in, that's going to kind of reduce the pressure. It's one of those things where it's like, if you know, they 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 built up a nice fear in the audience. Uh, they don't. I don't think they want to let that go to sleep. So they can't put these people in too many like unbelievably crazy situations. To have an escape. because honestly, yeah. I didn't. We I didn't. I say this last week that like this felt like the only way they're going to get 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 out of this is like if Alpha pulls some kind of James Bond villain bullshit of like no, I'm not going to watch them die. I'm just going pers- to leave some Lackman and, Hinch- uh, and, and uh, some henchmen here and assume everything goes according to plan. Like, this is some Dr. Evil shit. And yeah. it happens, like, in the first five minutes of the episode. So... <laughs> uh-huh. And she's not too busy to watch them die, you know? Because she's running around scheming against Gamma and fucking Negan by the end of the episode. So, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of the, of the Walking Dead backsliding with their old tricks of yeah you know preposterous yeah. situations that are so exciting, but they don't actually pan out the way you'd think they would. um
0: still have a huge amount of faith in Ms Kang, but- oh yeah, and some of the scenes that they need to nail here, they really do like that a yep. couple of scenes between Daryl and Carol are tear jerkers, man they're they are heartfelt and honest in a way that you don't see from a lot of shows, let alone The Walking Dead,
1: mhm, agreed um and again the cave setup was was exciting and and cool it's just i don't know i I feel like somebody should have died like if jerry had died like as much as i'd have hated that that would have felt like my fear would have been completely still intact or even if magna had died or connie connie'd be a big blow at this point because i care a lot about daryl and daryl cares a lot about her uh and she's a cool character uh so yeah kind of mixed, kind of mixed this week.
0: <laughs> sure, I'm with you. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Alright, we start off with a recap here with the survivors trapped in the cave where they were last week and Alpha is staring at Carol from above and Carol screams. A primal scream. Primal Carol scream. And then uh, Alpha leaves a couple of skin freaks to guard the cave's exit.
1: Damn it, damn it, damn it. Carol, what the hell? Uh you 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 done you done screwed them all. Um are we So yeah, that's that's it, right? That's just the we're,
0: <laughs> there's nothing more to say about this. There's a big zombie rave going underground. Yeah. I mean, I I think so. It's it's a pretty short scene. Um and there they're going to be a lot of underground scenes, so let's get to more of them. Uh okay. Magna tries to climb out, she fails. They look for another way around or uh, another way out. Uh, Daryl finds one but it's across the chasm of walkers but there are a couple little stones they could jump across so they do that Kelly's super nervous but they all make it across uh, Daryl uses a severed walker arm to make a torch and begins exploring the tunnels while the rest talk about their situation uh, there's some blame being thrown at Carol here but Daryl kind of shuts it down and says look gotta, gotta find a way out I don't got time for this yeah, I gotta use my, my match method to find us a passage
1: out uh, of here. Long matches.
0: All, good for him. Long, long
1: matches, long burning matches. Smart. It's a good thing he brought those to the cave. I really like the arm torch. That's pretty, they're pretty choice. You know what I hated? Magna criticizing anybody <laughs> for anything. <laughs> right, with her like, supply stealing ass. This is offensive to have her yeah. question. Carol for her decision making for her not caring about the group and for her taking unilateral action literally anyone in this group could have levied this criticism against Carol they'd have known better but anyone in this group could have levied, levied this, uh, this criticism against Carol and it would have would have landed better but Magna is the one person who is just the worst so she can't mm-hmm. and this whole damn episode I guess she's she's got this nervous antsy energy because She left things bad with her girlfriend and she's might die before she can make things right. Whatever. Uh, I hate her. (laughs) I don't buy their relationship and I hope she dies before the season's over. So there you go. Keep digging yourself in
0: deeper Magda. Yep. Seems to be your life's motto. Uh, I thought there were some cool shots here. Uh, Like that overhead of Daryl when he first jumps to the rock and they, all the arms are reaching in and, He's kind of, you know, got the superhero just just landed from a full flight kind of pose. <laughs> right, pretty good. Uh, it, it, and I'm surprised. Like Jerry's a fucking jackrabbit man. He had no problem jumping across these big things. Big man,
1: big man, light on his feet. Sometimes he got to be. Yeah. I really appreciated the like uh, sports arena aesthetic of the zombie herd. Like any time a human like stumbled, got a little too close, the whole the whole stadium's on an uproar. The the zombies are kind of always like, raw, 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 but someone stumbles, raw, raw,
0: raw,
1: like they get all oh, riled yeah. up about it. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Like yeah, fifty thousand zombie fans going crazy in the arena mm-hmm. for for Connie almost biffing it, uh, for Magna almost falling backwards into the pit. Like it it was like. I, you know, I, I got a pretty good sound system in the living room and it was, it was an experience. The zombie crowd
0: going wild. <laughs> uh, I, I'm surprised I didn't want to send one person across first to maybe test. Let me maybe go see if that's an actual exit. Cause you know, Daryl's that's true. Uncorrected apocalypse eyesight probably can't tell in the dark if that's actually an exit.
1: I kind of, I, the more I think about it, the more I think they should have had one other person that was a little bit more expendable. Not quite a red shirt. Not quite a person that, like, we don't even know their name of, but like. Boston Rob. Uh, Boston Rob. Yeah. I was about to say Boston Rob. Someone of Boston <laughs> Rob's caliber. Uh, if they, he could have, like, biffed it here or getting eaten behind, oh, like, something. Oh, that because, fucking
0: annoying ass teenager. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Any of those guys. Any of yeah. the teenagers have been tormenting Lydia. Because I, I do think that the and maybe I guess Magda and Connie maybe sorta not surviving is is that danger, but it does this feels like a crazy dangerous um operation they undertook in the enemy territory with the enemy's knowledge and like hunkering around their super weapon and they were allowed to get out pretty much unscathed. Mm. Um Had it not been for Carol's crazy ass revenge plan, they would have gotten out entirely unscathed. And I I don't like that. I don't don't like that. That bothers me.
0: So we go to Alpha's group and she expresses some surprise that the survivors knew where to find the horde, which surprised me. Um, She thinks they might have spies in the camp or around the camp being sent into the camp puts more patrols in place, and she also sends Gamma out to the border to let their scouts know that they failed. She doesn't suspect Gamma, but Negan probably does. He gives an ominous uh, sort of knowing look in Gamma's direction. I, Negan really? She didn't plan this? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's weird because I expected there to be some level of involvement from Alpha here. There, there was that scene, right, where she told Gamma, "Like I got some information for you, or whatever." Yeah. Did she go out to Aaron after that?
1: Well, I think the thing that sinks Gamma is that she was told to go to the border and relay this message, and border and Gamma never even went to the border. Like Gamma, just- oh
0: yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm not saying like how how does she know that Gamma's a spy. I'm saying like. I thought that alpha was in on this. Like she was feeding false oh, or, or yeah,
1: no, I think she is up until this point. Like it's the combination of these guys being, uh, knowing exactly where to go in the herd and gamma not checking in. Like, I think she didn't suspect gamma at all because gamma is playing her role until Negan talked there. her. Then she was medium yeah, suspicious, yeah. but when she failed to check in with the border patrol or whatever, then she's like, Oh, well what, you know that? Yeah. I mean, And it's also weird because she's talking to Beta as if, you know, bring her to me and I'll determine the truth of the situation. But she's fucking Negan like she knows the truth that Gamma screwed her over. Oh, yeah, later on. Sure. Yeah. So 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 what you are correct, I think maybe what you're saying is that like Gamma didn't tell Alpha or Alpha didn't tell Gamma to reveal the location of the herd. Exactly. which, Which shocked me.
0: I'm like, well, that's that's weird because I thought we had a scene that implied that earlier. I thought they did too, but like, I thought, I, I think we even had a brief discussion about
1: this last week that there was enough ambiguity in the Thora uh, mm-hmm. Birch's performance that I couldn't tell exactly when she started exceeding her mandate and when she didn't, you
0: know? So was this um, trap that is apparently set there for it people who stumble like upon trap it? Just though, like right? an act. Is it just like a precaution? Like, Oh, in case was, anybody it was, it was ever al- finds
1: this. Did, did Alpha just blunder into that clearing Was she looking for the latrine to take a shit and she just happens to see Carol and it's like aha I'll yeah. lead them it was a little because weird to find is, out that
0: she didn't plant that info
1: yeah because sh- so that's the other thing is it possible that this is an even longer con to like prove oh the loyal like she's got some kind of crazy canary scheme that's going to three way prove the loyalties of Negan Gamma and Beta because that's the only thing that kind of makes sense in the totality of everything. Because you, like, why would alpha run back? Like, do, okay. They found location, the horde, but they don't know it's <laughs> underground in a cave. Why would she lead them to it? Some Ozzy
0: level shit. If that's what's happening here.
1: Yeah. And then I don't know. Like I it just, the other thing is, yeah. Like how can your people let them out of the cave? It, I, it feels like there is a little bit, some more Machiavellian stuff but also maybe the show just decided to be dumb hey we needed a big cliffhanger (laughs) for the end of this season going into next and it's not going to be the big cliffhanger because it's not the end of the season so fuck it go back and listen
0: to the first eight seasons of coverage of this show and tell me you come to me and tell me whether you think I it's Machiavellian or just a a dumb blunder that they made. You you tell me.
1: I know if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't the the reign of Kang, I would be saying this is blunder. But yeah. like it could be 40
0: chess. Oh boy. Uh, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt until proven wrong. Um. So the survivors hang out in the caves. Magna's going stir crazy. Ask Daryl for some matches. Carol tries to talk to Daryl, but she's making his life difficult and she tries to explain Daryl gets it, but he can't let it go because it's affecting the people that they care about. And she promises not to bullshit him anymore. And Daryl is satisfied with that with that <laughs> proclamation.
1: Um, this hmm. is the hell of when people you love lie to you and getting these patterns of, of uh, behavior because like you want to believe yeah. that, like, hey, hey. You know, just don't bullshit me. That's all I'm asking here. And they continue to bullshit you. And then fuck when. Yeah. So get Darren Carroll entering a really interesting phase of their relationship here where, like, apparently just can't stop. Mm-hmm. She has she's obsessed with this revenge. She's addicted to it. Um, yeah, she
0: she effectively what she's saying is I care more about my dead son and then getting revenge for him than I care about any of you who are still living in here with me. That I think it's
1: gonna. It really will bother Daryl because Daryl's extending to her the same cr- the courtesy that he's ex- would extend to to her. In there, he even says like, you know, like I can see how you feel that way, mm-hmm. and I will want to do the exact same thing unless you, of all people, stood in my way because I would think that would right. shake me out of. And maybe Daryl's bullshitting, you know. Sure, um, but it's going to be a blow because Carol and, and like Carol at some point recognizes the truth of this, mm-hmm. that she's putting everyone in risk that she's risking everything just for the memory of Henry. Um, uh, but she just can't, she just can't fucking stop it, man. Um, it's interesting because this feels like a, uh, it feels like a analog for some kind of a uh, addiction, like a substance abuse or yeah. like a psychological addiction, and especially
0: with the, the trucker speed. She was doing,
1: couple episodes that's ago. the weird thing is they went they, they explicitly made it about a, a substance abuse when she started doing the meth but yeah. like I think she had maybe she's still doing that.
0: Is she got like a supply maybe I thought yeah, she I mean, out this of whole stuff. episode paints her as just intensely tortured by the death of Henry um, which I buy like I don't, you know it's a second quote unquote kid she's lost oh, fuck it's like the hundredth kid she's lost uh yeah i i get i get it but also you hate to see it and then i this is a such a powerful scene i thought it was it was incredibly well written because daryl right. yeah he's being understanding he's but he's also not like backing down and saying oh everything's fine you know i, I forgive right. you for all this no you're gonna get people hurt here and by the end of this then- episode that that torture comes into sort of clearer uh, perspective when Carol is just like begging him to tell her how shitty and terrible she is. Right. It's like, Oh God, no, you, you believe you deserve some kind of torment and you're leaning into that. And it's, it's heartbreaking.
1: Well, and she doesn't like, if she want revenge, that's one thing, but she's wanting stuff that she can't have. Like when she says, uh, I don't want to just kill her. I want her to see the error of her ways. I want her to beg me to forgive this. And then like, you can't do that, Carol. This is like the way many people get sucked into a codependent relationship. Like they want to win the argument. They want to like, uh, with, with a person who's no longer operating under logic or any kind of like relational bounds. They want to get that concession from them. Like, well, you can leave, And you can set boundaries and you can do, but you can't make a person admit they're wrong. Sure. (laughs) Especially someone like Alpha. So like, I thought what Daryl says, the kind of the, in the conversation is like, we don't fight for revenge. We fight for the future. That's what keeps us apart from all these other fuckers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was really powerful. And the fact that Carol can't get on board with that, I don't, I mean, this is a real tough relationship problem because regardless of whether what Carol does in the immediate future, there's been a huge breach of trust. Like Daryl says, like in another scene, I don't even feel like I can turn my back on you. That was before the ultimate betrayal Mm -hmm. on top of these verbal like promises and stuff to not do this stuff. So like, I, I hope they really wrestle with this because, you know, this has been one of the best relationships through the whole show and it's in real, it's in real trouble. It's in real, it's real, real
0: jeopardy. Yeah. And knowing that there is a spinoff show, there has to be some kind of repairing of this relationship before then, I would assume, unless the spinoff show is Carol versus Daryl. And they they're going to be hunting each other through the woods of of Georgia and Virginia. Or they're doing marriage counselor, not
1: marriage counselor, uh, couples therapy with like Father Gabriel. That's going to be going to be like a weird kind of, uh, you know, sitcom 30 minute uh show <sighs> format sure i take that they i take freddy versus jason style knockdown drag I out would every love week I'm sure spy versus spy carol versus daryl mm. that's that's pretty good that
0: would be pretty amazing we'll see see what it is uh so magna gets attacked by skin freaks the group springs into action to save her and kills just a ton of them there's like i don't know where are they getting all these freaks from like i i imagine you could convince like five out of every 250,000 people that you encounter to join your skin freak army, but they seem to have hundreds of people in this band of skin freaks. <laughs> Where are they all God, getting dude, all these dude, lunatics? I, I
1: don't know, man. Like, on the other hand, you got the, those comet dudes, the Heaven's Gate got like what, 27 people to cut off their balls, wear tracksuits, and drink poison. So, like, I know nothing about that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's, I, I had the same question. Like, I guess. I thought the whispers were probably less than 100, probably yeah. more than 50, but less than 100. But I swear to God, we've seen somewhere between 12 and 20 die. Like this is yeah, like, the, every other like episode. but I don't know, maybe there's like hundreds, like maybe it's 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 uh, up to 500. It, it doesn't seem like it, but yeah. I don't know where they're hiding them i mean you need a lot of dudes i guess you hide them within the horde you know you can always just have people milling around down there you need that many people to control like how many how many whisperer wranglers do you need to control a herd of around fifty thousand? it's you know maybe maybe we're just grossly underestimating it and maybe these are also the dedicated like you know these aren't the frontline troops these are the cave dwellers that are kind of like babysitting the herd right so maybe they're yeah. not the ones that kind of walk around in the forest or shit. I, I don't know. Speculate here.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's tough to imagine uh, that many people joining this operation, but sure. We'll go with it. Uh, they run off into another section of the caves. They, they follow arrows that are carved into the wall and hope it'll lead them to an exit. Seems like it could be a trap, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could say, you know, you did the. the I think it's a reasonable um, a reasonable expectation to think the arrows are pointing the way out of the cave, mm-hmm. but they could just as easily be pointing to like where the herd's toward and that would be good. But, you know, we got to sure. take a risk. What else? Uh, the other thing is just wandering aimlessly, I guess.
0: Right. So Negan tells Alpha that the spy might be within her own camp. He claims they have a lot in common and that he knows who the spy is. It's Gamma. Alpha puts a knife to his crotch and then drops him in a pile of her own shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I found that the, the whispers don't wipe.
0: No, no wipe whispers.
1: They stand up
0: and they're they're done. That doesn't uh, surprise me in the least. You got a group that wears dead, rotted flesh on their face. Uh huh. Yeah, they're yeah, not concerned true. about their ass.
1: Trust me. The the snoot has been burned out. They're not. They're not. They're not uh, saying no to too many. The diaper smells, rash they must have
0: though, right? Like. That's what I'm
1: saying. Like wiping your ass is not about necessarily <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just get all that off of your skin. you just, it's, it's an irritant, right? hmm I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah terrible acid. The swamp ass you would get. Walk around in jeans and, and the Georgia heat. I know they're not in Georgia anymore, but they're DC is still a swamp. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Uh,
0: um, I enjoyed the conversation here. From Negan yeah. about like trying to prove that, you know, they're the same and, and compare their situations because he did have a spy in his, his camp, right? He had Dwight in there doing his thing. uh Yeah, it's good. I, I like when the show has a memory like this and uses it to mm-hmm. this kind of effect. I was right in your situation. Um, are we still sure that Negan is playing a double agent here or did he just defect? I, it, that's a good question uh, that I don't have the answer to. Guy's tough to read. That's why he's so good. Yeah. Like, I thought for sure that this was just, like, him
1: trying to get to a place where he could... But maybe he's just, like, you guys are too goody-two-shoes to play this this dirty, dirty game they're playing, so I'm gonna go in there, and I'm going to find the fractures, but he's not... Dr- it's like he's not generating a false conflict between Alpha and Gamma. He's giving Gamma, or Alpha good information about Gamma, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, we'll see where it leads. Yeah, but yeah, the whole nut toss into the shit bit, that was uh, exquisite. Really, really brought Negan up short. Preparing <laughs> him preparing him for the, the odors that would come later during <laughs> her lovemaking. <laughs> oh, God. That wasn't a dominance <sighs> move, that was just him just making sure his nose is nice and burnt out before mm. the climax to come, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah all his lines about, <laughs> but, oh, people walking around like their shit don't stink. He looks back mm-hmm. at the pit. Well, mm-hmm. I assure you, it does. Yep, yep, yep. Good stuff. Uh, so the survivors continue to what they hope is an exit from the caves. Carol's claustrophobia kicks in when they have to pass through a particularly narrow opening. Uh, Connie helps her through it with some some handwriting. It's <laughs> maybe too literal of a, a way to say it, but she spells "I'm a, you're okay" out on her gloves which I'm not even sure she can feel through the gloves. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Jerry also has a hard time traversing the passage. Daryl makes it out, starts talking everyone else through it. Carol freezes up but eventually makes it, and then Jerry stops and he looks back and he sees a bunch of walkers pursuing them. And of course, he gets stuck in this narrow passage and narrowly avoids being eaten thanks to his thick-ass shoes. And they also find the rest of the horde. See, I always thought you got to wear sturdy boots,
1: you know, so many people in the in in the early goings could have been saved if they just wore a leather jacket. Yep. Some 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 sturdy pants, some like work grade Carhartt denim and some work boots. So many people, yeah. so many people. Um, But yeah, we already talked about the scene like it was a very effectively well, well done. I like the Jerry brought a wind up emergency flashlight that he's got like, hold on hold on <laughs> to kind of build the tension and Jerry's kind of goofy anyway but then they use mm-hmm. him as the hammer it's an effective scene he's, he's swinging down there and there's like a crevice full of zombies coming at you yeah. uh, and then yeah like I you know we've seen some pretty grody things I forget who the kid was that got stuck in the uh, uh, revolving doors pushed up against the glass as zombies were like tearing oh, him apart and like it was that's right. That was that. What his guy's name was, and like yeah. he just died screaming and bloody right in front of us, full view. And I thought we were going to get that with Jerry. And I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And like Carol having a claustrophobia, which uh-huh. I, I love that scene. We didn't talk about that, but like Carol saying, "I never told Jack claustrophobia," and his great line: of, "I only knew what you told me. I wouldn't know shit." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like. Her getting by with a little help from her friends, I thought that was great. And I thought, damn it, I really thought that she was learning a lesson. I uh, was so goddamn disappointed when I saw her go for the sweaty ass dynamite. Um, but I, I thought that this was like, okay, this is there where she's going to take. But no, she, she still hasn't hit rock bottom when it comes to this thing yet. Uh, she hasn't lost to Alpha enough.
0: Yeah, apparently. Uh, I kept thinking, man, if Jerry can just manage to kick to death one of these walkers behind him, he'll just stop Plug up this up. whole tunnel and he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But that's probably hard to do when you can't see behind you and yeah, you're scared shitless and I don't know. Yeah, I remember I was parsing like each
1: information, like because like, I don't know how you view this, but I almost have like a bean, like a bean counting of like what is uh, adding up all the the signs and contra signs about Jerry dying. And when he said, my feet, they're biting my feet. I'm like, this is kind of objectively hilarious. And I don't right. think they would have like, I think that's when I decided he was going to survive because I don't think they would be hamming up the comedy if he was about to then start screaming and blood start shooting from the, the cavern behind. Him, I you think know? that would
0: be the perfect way for Jerry to go out. <laughs> but I have a twisted sense of humor sometimes.
1: My feet. They got my feet. They're biting my feet. Like, yeah. I just thought that was fun. Like, I'm like, okay, he's probably going to die. Cause there's no way the writers would make him look this stupid and, <laughs> and buffoon right before they, they eat him like a barbecue. So that's yeah. what saved you. Big man. Your comment. Never stop cracking the jokes, man. You can do that. They can't kill you.
0: Yeah. We love Jerry. He's great. Adlib. Um, adlib. I, so then gamma is not, she's nowhere to be found in the camp. She never made it to the border alpha tells beta to track her down and bring her in so she can deal with her um that that scene is kind of intercut with strangely intercut because the survivors are just kind of exploring this old mine shaft before yeah, that scene is- happens and then they cut this in that such- scene and they cut back to the mine shaft i'm like just just compare those up don't don't cut between those
1: I agree. And I, I it felt so video gamey because like there's this, uh, you know, they're looking down at the passage they were at at the beginning of the episode and they've spiraled and they've come. And now they, so that that's a classic video game scene is like, Oh, look down look below how far where you come. You've come. Yeah. And then it goes right into Minecraft because this cave just turns into a mine shaft. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, that's always in I, I, I did a little research because, like, I remember the sweaty, the sweaty dynamite, the sweaty, you know, it's all a sweat, and nitroglycerin. It could, I remember so many there's a like couple episodes of MacGyver where they're harvesting the dynamite sweat or doing that stuff. I remember this from Vertical Limit, them.
0: that Chris O'Donnell movie.
1: Gotcha. OK, uh, I guess this is bullshit. dynamite just straight up degrades over time to almost uselessness because it's a complex unstable chemical and it just breaks so anything that it like what it the stuff is actually sweating is some kind of um, sodium compound that's like inert so like the sweaty the better yeah like that's from all I can I can tell that if you find sweaty dynamite it's like it's still dynamite (laughs) Like, you know, if it's nine, if it's 10 percent dynamite left, you don't want to just fucking play with like, you know, I like start start doing drum kit
0: stuff with it. Right. But sure. it's not like, oh,
1: God, if we breathe on this, it's going to explode.
0: Um, OK, of course, you know, that might explain the ending of this where the dynamite goes off and like literally next to Connie and Magna and they're fine.
1: Yeah. And t- they, like so, yeah. they
0: show a shot where the cave in is happening, and they're just standing there, like no explosion has gone off in a shaped narrow passage that would concuss them to death. I'm sure. Well, that's the other thing is like they're leaning into the sweaty
1: dynamite stereotype because just the cave in itself triggers the spontaneous uh, detonation right. of the the rest of the dynamite. So you yeah, have this kind of truly both could, ways. Yeah, I don't. I I I can't. I don't understand how they could possibly survive, but. Um,
0: they probably I will. Uh, I'm going to go through the rest of this scene. They find the sweaty dynamite. Uh, Jerry tells them to put it back. And as they dig out, uh, Aaron questions why Magnus being so insane about getting out so quickly. She claims it's because of how she left things with Yumiko. But we know it's really because she wants to steal more supplies from the communities. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she thinks she's,
1: she, she, you know, she's got three sticks of dynamite shoved in her pants. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, she can't
0: trust anybody else with this stuff. And I I just kept thinking when I saw this dynamite, okay, this is the nuke, right? This is how they destroy the horde. And me too. Carol apparently had that same idea. Mm. I wonder how much damage has
1: been done to the horde at all, if if any. Um, They do every trope of mines in this. Like you've got the mine cart, you've got the collapse cave in, you've got the stack of dynamite, you got a canary cage. (laughs) <laughs> did you i uh, this is I didn't see this that. is a mineshaft ass mineshaft man wow. this is this is stereotypical mineshaft for sure for sure everything in, in in central props was 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 shoved in this thing i'm surprised there wasn't like a skeleton with a miner's cap on or something for sure like a pickaxe, you know right
0: uh let's before we get to the best scene and the worst scene rolled into one in this entire episode let's take a quick break I'll be oh, right I back. I need one for the for this scene, sure. Okay, talk talk me down, Aaron. This this scene made me want to jump out my window and roll around in the street. Cause <laughs> Alpha <laughs> brings Negan to a private place <laughs> in the woods. He can't, you know, he he's Negan, he can't help but chatter the whole time. He thinks he's gonna die. Sure. He's like trying to sort of find a way out of it, but but kind of resigned to his fate as well. She tells him to strip down he turns around and she's completely naked as well and she reveals or rewards him for telling her about the spy by banging him and he he's apparently very turned on by this rotting carcass that she is wearing on her face that he has to mash his lips up against I no 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 I will not fuck you if you are wearing dead skin on your face of any type
1: yeah, what what out of ten zombie would she be at this point? I mean, she's got a pulse. I think that automatically makes her like a twelve out of ten. Yeah, yeah, but, she's uh, up there. Yeah, the the oh man, I I just it's Samantha Morton really swinging for defenses. Yes, you're a crass man, Negan. I feel like you'd appreciate a crass reward. I think I think she's wanted to climb this particular tree ever since he sauntered into camp. Oh yeah, right. I mean, he's the yeah. cleanest of the bunch by far. Oh, by a million. Yeah, by a million. My. And the, the thing is, here's the thing about Negan. This goes back to the question we just asked. <laughs> I'm not sure that he's not into this or if he's just like. You know, like like Negan could be very into a zombie or he and, and, you know, perhaps being threatened or perhaps having praying mantis. Uh, death sex like this could be some basic instinct shit, or yeah. he could do this just to be playing the part. I really don't know. I could go either way on him.
0: You remember that kid that he killed, who who also killed the kid sure. and her, the kid and his mother? Yeah, yeah. And, and they were out raiding Walker. Yeah, of course you do. You just made a reference to it. Is that was that set up for this? Did they know like I, we're gonna have Negan? fuck one of these whisperers and so we need them to rate the dead
1: yeah like he's not above it like just just a little bit just to kind of pry the viewer's mind open to accept yeah. it i don't know
0: oh i mean it's, seen it, in a whole it would life. be
1: it would be a bad play to reject it though right oh yeah yeah i mean you might just get like, killed this is like temple of doom rules. Like you can, you can, you can turn down to chilled monkey brains, but you're going to insult the guest, And, yeah. and that, that might mean you're, you get uh uh, in, in to a thuggy cult. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's something else. And then, then, uh, you know, just like he keeps on like interrupting that, you know, to ask questions and like, you know, does this mean this or what about the praying man is shit. And she finally says no more questions. They kiss. And we get the we get treated to the wide shot. Oh. So we yes. get this whole like body to body smoosh of of uh these two people and uh, yeah, Morgan and Morton. The the meeting of the Morgan <laughs> and Mortons. The merging. So the true Morgalizing. The Morgan and Morton merge is how we're going to refer to this. The triple Yeah. yeah, I mean how what i what is your what do you think do you think that negan can actually successfully wrap her around his little finger i i'll say i think he has the best shot of anyone cuz i don't think alpha is particularly like okay she's definitely clever and smart in a planning and that kind of sense of the word but i think she's pretty simple when it comes to people and understanding relationships and you know how to motive. like i I I don't know I I think she's
0: like especially this, someone who's the, not a follower right because Beta is like a natural follower um, I mean fuck right. it. it's down to his name right so like yeah you get needed in Beta's role and shit gets weird fast
1: I think she might want a king and Beta is not a king Gamma's is not a king uh fucking Negan is I think she's attracted to him and I think she's he's just a straight upgrade of a Beta
0: uh, yeah. I think he's a dangerous beta like if she wants to remain alpha putting him in a beta situation is a bad idea because beta is unwilling to you know scheme against alpha right beta is unwilling to try to push his will on the group I think he might start warming
1: up to it with the shit that's going to be happening in this episode like I I almost thought when they went wide we would see like beta (laughs) in the bushes kind of angrily muttering to himself totally (laughs) nude Yeah, not that he's sexually attracted to Alpha, but just okay. like, you know, like, like uh, the way a small child would be angry at uh, their mom dating another man, you know? Uh, yeah, it's I, I can't wait to see the fucked up psychology <laughs> is going to be taking place.
0: I wish she had had him put the the leather jacket back on. Right, like stripped down, right. and put the like jacket you, you back all on. the wear the mask. Then,
1: you wear the, yeah. you wear the jacket. Yeah, we both wear our
0: skins. It yeah, would have been be metaphorically appropriate, but also just hilarious to see him nude from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> do you think?
1: Do you think that um, Alpha? Because uh, d- Negan's obviously turned on by the praying mantis aspect, and like at least he's talked a big game about kneeling before women. Do you think that she also is attracted to the fact that he is a, like you mentioned that he's a dangerous ass beta? Like, do you think that she there is a little bit of this, uh, you know, eating pufferfish sushi? Like, hey, I'm I'm doing something. It's dangerous.
0: You know, I'm I'm pretty happy saying I cannot read Alpha. I don't understand <laughs> what motivates Alpha. don't got a window into her mind. I, uh, I have no read on that character whatsoever. Don't got a handle. Don't got a handle on her. Yeah. No. So I can't answer
1: that question. Sorry. Not crass enough, Jim. Not crass enough. Crass
0: enough, man. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm pretty damn crass. All right. Let's move on to the survivors digging their way out. Carol's missing. And it's right underneath
1: Negan and Alpha. Can you believe it? Kelly pops her head out and she's just staring right up <laughs> into. Oh, no. Taint and Grundle. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Banging together. <laughs> The no, Morgan. I thought that'd be so fun. Like, I would love to do a mashup where her head pops out of that hole, and it's just a <laughs> wide shot of Negan and and standing right
0: over her. That would be <laughs> just insert that, yeah,
1: yeah. Given uh. the geography, it's not impossible, right? Like, uh, that'd be hilarious. Out of talking about out of the frying pan
0: into the fryer. <laughs> holy shit! Well, with with the, the the monster mash song playing behind it,
1: <laughs> they do <did> the mash. <laughs> It was a graveyard smash.
0: Uh yeah, so Carol's missing along with a couple of sticks of dynamite. Daryl goes off after. Her. Uh Oh Jesus, that's what
1: we can call Negan the the Negan in the Alpha Love scene, the graveyard smash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh Jesus. I wish we had titles
0: for these episodes, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze I, I don't know what to how far to go with this because this is the rest of the episode right Carol goes out to where the horde is she's going to plant these dynamite sticks to collapse the cave on him uh, mm-hmm. she slips Daryl saves her Carol knocks the dynamite into the chasm and the mine shaft begins to collapse and everybody's sort of rushing out Kelly gets out she fights off a bunch of uh, skin freaks with Aaron's help as Jerry's holding the whole cave together with his brute strength magna and and connie go magna goes back in and connie follows her i this becomes a jumble okay
1: i will say that like the lighting in this episode was not great like sometimes it helped when like things were very chaotic and you kind of like got into the survivors um where it's like oh is how can you tell if it's friend or foe who's winning who's losing which way is up or down but in this stuff this action it became very difficult to see who was doing what and why yeah so like i a have a whole kind of like too. a lot of question mark like why did connie go back why did magda like i thought everybody was going out and like every mm-hmm. 5 seconds they would cut the jerry just like doing his <laughs> horror like what is uh-huh. he, what is is he first of all they're like 18 inches below the surface right like, if what this is thing he collapses Great. We'll walk out of this. Yeah, yeah you you'll you'll be covered up to your ankles uh-huh. and in sod, apparently. Right. Uh yeah, but like they I don't know. It just it's it reminds me of that silly scene in uh the rundown. You know that movie where the rock, you know, they go into some kind of temple and he's he's holding all these jiggling uh Wood things, keeping the huh. thing from collapsing. I'm like, what? What I is the of mechanics that. of this? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, but and then later know, he, he, he drops it, right? And he just strolls right out. It's not like and he the just yeah, collapsed. It's like, right? Yeah, I just get out of here, and it's, it's the secondary explosion from the, I don't know. They, they, they're trying to make it real exciting, and uh yeah, they clearly didn't have a great set to, uh, to real world location transition. So mm-hmm. Jerry's. Wobbling underneath this giant ass uh, girder, that was that was their that was their, they're just like, hey everybody, everybody's gonna be noticing Jerry wobble. They're not gonna notice anything else about it.
0: Uh, everybody does make it out of this cave except for Magna and Connie, who who are left behind as the rest of the dynamite blows and seals the shaft. Then Daryl's trying in vain to dig him out, and Kelly reminds him, "Hey, uh, Walkers and whispers heard that. We need to get out of here." And Carol's like freaking out begging Daryl to tell her how awful she is um, that everything is her fault and he won't do it and then Daryl sends everybody home and tells them he's going to look for another entrance and Carol is just kind of left alone sobbing in this field
1: yeah she's like wanting Daryl to absolve her by punishing her Yeah. Um. when there's no no you, that's not how it works Carol you gotta deal with the fact that you fucked us all here um, or she's
0: just like I don't know. She seems to be driven by misery at this point. And this is almost Mm. a way for her to feed herself by having the person she's closest to tell her how awful she is. It's like, right. You know, her transformation will be complete to the dark side. Right. Like, yeah, right. right. It's a really fucked up mentality. But you see how she gets there. And the the portrayal here, uh, I think, is excellent.
1: And in the contrast to Daryl, who is like clearly invested, wanting to do this, you know, yeah, you know, this this doomed digging. He knows this isn't going to work. But like Kelly, yeah. you know, being the voice of what what's what's Daryl going to do? Like whirl around, but you don't care about Connie. It's like she's her sister, and she's saying like, hey, we're. Yeah are not going to save anybody to the extent that anyone's able to be saved if we sit here and let ourselves be captured by the walkers or the whispers. So mm-hmm. I liked how they had that, you know, ready to shut, shut Daryl down. Um, yeah. But this thing, man, like I do Norman, I mean, you know, Norman Reese doesn't have to act that often on this show, but when he does, he turns it on. Like there was some real genuine hurt and, and, yeah. and anger and frustration at the, uh, at Carol
0: it's super subtle. Um, Like he doesn't do anything big and showy with his acting. Um, but you get everything you need to from it. Yeah. So I don't know their relationship,
1: man. And like, you can also tell that Daryl's just frustrated in general because earlier in the episode, he's talking about, you know, Aaron, like I was even jumpy. I don't know who to trust. I I can't, I feel like I can't trust you. Aaron's running off of that skin freak and doing the God. So like, it's a really fucked up situation. Like no one in Alexandria, is got a unified front like we had that theory of like well maybe there's a shadow council of Aaron and uh, Daryl and Carol and that seems like it's true but it turns out none of them are communicating or trusting each other fully either so there's no one that's really in charge of the situation father Gabriel's going rogue yeah. like there ain't a so like declare right? martial law or something little ass kicker needs to be in charge uh, <laughs> yeah get, get Rick's gun something. out of the drawer and that's right. Load up the Python and mm-hmm. go to work.
0: Uh, no, I mean this uh, is all a uh, result of of Alphas picking at these communities, right? Death by a thousand cuts. It's working. It's working.
1: Yeah. Fragility of the of a free society. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, do we get anything else that we want to talk about this particular episode? I don't think we so. squoze it. The squeeze has been It <laughs>
0: Sure has. Hold hold your uh, your
1: GameStop shares. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode on Squeeze. We'll be back with the next episode. Uh, see if Daryl can learn to trust Carol again. Uh, if, uh, if there's enough gum in the world to get the taste out of Negan's mouth. Uh, are Connie and Magna okay? Will Connie survive being cooped up with Magna? Uh, be hangry and dehydrated for however long she has to? Tune in next week to find out. Uh, you can also send in feedback to Watching Dead at Baldmove dot com for us to consider at the end of this. And uh, that's it for the show this week. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.